1: Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion college football hall of famer, fresh off of the campus in Norman, Oklahoma. It is the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, what up?
2: Well, I'm doing good, brother. Yes, you're right. I uh, went to parents' weekend last weekend and I'm still recovering. Just reminds me of how old I am and not to try to hang with a bunch of 21 year olds. But uh, but obviously, it was a tremendous time. Uh, and so it was, a, it was a great weekend in Norman.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, my wife is from Oklahoma. Um, I went to school in College Station, so I don't have like a great grasp on norman i've asked her before but i'm, I'm curious for you because you obviously know it better than most people college station is this really tiny town like it, it basically only exists because of texas a&m university and so like what, what's awesome is in the summer uh like if you're taking summer classes or you're there working or something there's nobody you know it, it's a ghost town because everybody's gone so there, there's parking spaces everywhere there's no lines at restaurants but when parents weekend happens, it sucks because like there are so many people that are usually not there. You can't go. You can't even go to like a Chili's because the lines are out the door. What's the situation like in Norman? Is it a small town? Is Does it survive? Like what, what's it like there?
2: You know, Norman is, uh, you know, it's a college town. I think a lot of people it's it kind of makes you feel like you're at home. It's not overly mm. big. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a it's it's like a it's a small little city. Um, but obviously it comes alive with a bunch, you know, it's a college town. But to your point about being a lot of people out, I, I, I just noticed this one thing, because when you go out with your, you know, in the parents weekend is that you go into all the bars and you just, there's so many people in there and it's elbows and uh, mm. it, it, it just, it, there's not much space, uh, but I can do it one night, but to, but yeah, Norman's a nice town. I I could probably, I could imagine. I've never been to College Station. College Station seems to me is be kind of flat. I, I, wow. I if I'm wrong, How dare you. I dare. I don't know. Maybe there's trees. Maybe I, I just. I, <laughs> oh, maybe there's Norman, trees. I, I I'm, Norman is not going to be this destination you're going to go. You're going to go visit unless you want to go watch the world's uh, best softball team play. Which, oh by the way, is 35 and 0, has a chance to go 36 and 0, and so that's kind of the claim to th- fame right now.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, I don't think it would come as any shock to people that there is a very specific tradition at Texas a around a tree. There is, uh, there are traditions for everything. So uh, there's at least that tree. It's called the Century Tree, but that's a, a story for another day. Uh, Tony, you and I are going to get into questions that we still have about the Cowboys this offseason. But before we do, uh, we're gonna, you know, just investigate. You know, put our our uh, detective hats on. I guess um, I think you'd make a great detective. Like if if you were in like a you know, like a, a, a network television show as a detective, I'd watch that. Um, but um, it was announced on Monday, Tony, that on Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, well, tomorrow for us, people listen to this on Wednesdays. But on Wednesday, the Dallas Cowboys will host what is being called a major business announcement press conference. Uh, apparently, Jerry Jones and special VIP guests are going to be in attendance. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are a very successful business, Tony. It's kind of the only thing they've been successful at since uh, since you retired from the NFL. And so, a lot of people had a lot of fun guesses about this. I, I was just going to read some to you, if if that was okay. Yeah,
2: hey, let's let's go. We'll have some fun with this. So,
1: a lot of people. This is a really popular guess. Uh, just you know, sifting through Twitter, a lot of people think it's going to be some sort of announcement about a fight. Uh, you know, some coming fight to ATT and Like that makes sense. right? Like you could totally see that. Like that's, that's right up the Cowboys wheelhouse.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, they do it all the time and it's something they're promoting and yeah. So it's going to be something related. It's not going to be related to football, so to speak.
1: Right. Um, well, along those lines, um, a lot of people thought maybe this, maybe you feel this is the same thing. A lot of people thought that Um, it was going to WrestleMania just happened, was really successful there as well. So it'd be some sort of announcement about WrestleMania or the college football championship or March madness, like some sort of deal, uh, to host more games for what it's worth. Uh, the world cup is happening this summer. The next world cup is in North America in 2026. It's widely expected that AT&T stadium would would host a game or several of them. So maybe something along those lines, again, Mm -hmm. that would be very Cowboys, right?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think that would uh, strike a nerve with the uh, with the demographics in this area. But if, if it was that
1: uh, last one, this one, I thought was really unique that some people were suggesting. Um, it is escaping me, but I saw some team, um, some NFL team, actually, maybe I got an alert on my phone the other day and it's I'm forgetting who it was. Uh, became the first team to accept oh it was the tennessee titans uh accept cryptocurrency as a method of payment so you can like buy your you know your tickets Mm -hmm. in like Dogecoin or whatever right um or whatever the case may be so (coughs) it it could be some announcement with like a a crypto partner you know what i mean like so now the cowboys have like a a special like you know partner that if you only use that particular you know type of cryptocurrency like that makes a lot of sense to me I don't know if that does to you
2: yeah I think that's in the lines of that and maybe like a little star bitcoin or right 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 yeah the way you pay you just have you just charge it up and you spend that's how you spend all your money at the ATT stadium
1: yeah and they're gonna have like i could totally say like they have like a special app and you use this app just and all your, it up oh, yeah, yeah all your just star coins are there <laughs> and you just oh, like yeah. waft oh totally dude oh okay that's that's my <laughs> official guess. that's the one i'm i'm signing on for uh but okay that was fun uh we'll see uh we'll have you covered at bloggingtheboys.com whatever the special announcement is but uh, Tony I wrote about this subject questions that we still have about the Dallas Cowboys offseason I had three that I wrote in the article that people can read uh, do you want to hear them what at the a time do you have your own questions like what what's what what mood are you in I just I'm, I'm ready well, to go well, I've had my well I want to
2: expand a little bit about the you know what the this major announcement because oh. I, you look on Twitter and it's you know, people are like oh well. They're gonna sell the team. It's like you have all the people just coming on there. Like, is Stephen Jones gonna step down? Is Jerry gonna step down? Yeah, and tough
1: times. They,
2: they got to quali- They they got to just put that disclaimer out there. There's a major business uh, announcement. Which it's like, okay, you know, there's not gonna be anything related to football. This huge announcement, so people just don't, you know, Troy Aikman is not gonna come out of the booth and be the new <laughs> GM for. Maybe, they're not maybe going to they're- hire Troy. Maybe the
1: announcement is that the official beer of the cowboys is now eight Oh, that's of, a good point. Yeah, that, yeah,
2: you know, throw that in there. But something is like, okay, well, but I just love the speculation of the announcements. It's so funny to, to, to read it on social media.
1: I will say, uh, before we like completely leave this subject, and look, like at the end of the day, it, you know the business of the Cowboys is doing very well, right? I mean, and I know that frustrates a lot of people. Um and if they feel like this is going to further the cause of whatever it winds up being, then OK, like that's, you know, that's your prerogative. It's your business. Um, but read the room, you know, like, like nope, nobody wants to see this right now. Like this is like th- this is only going to be met with frustration. Like you said, like all like all people are going to care about when they see this is going is to they're going to make their jokes about Jerry or Steven or whatever. Um, it is worth mentioning um, that we don't know. Whether or not they will answer questions, I believe this is the first press conference that Jerry Jones will appear in uh, since a number of allegations and reports off the field issues. Time. Right. Um, so <laughs> let's I just assume- hope
2: it's not one of them or address that. I and that's that was something that was another thing that was floating around. I don't want to right. get into that, but we all assume can understand. We don't need any any other announcements to have relation. Yeah, we don't right. want to go down that path.
1: I assume that um, that they won't touch that subject, you know, any of the off the field uh, stories or accusations or allegations that are surrounding the Cowboys organization. They might, you know, just I could see them saying something like when it comes to football, like, oh, we're working hard on the draft You know, like they might touch on that briefly. Uh, but it is obviously going to be heavily centered around whatever I mean, business is, is, Business
2: as usual, yeah. Right for them. Right.
1: Um, okay, actually, right before we get into the questions, um, your thoughts on Scotty Scheffler, fellow Dallas, you know, guy Highland Park, no, but uh, you know, just pretty cool story. He was awesome.
2: It was, and I, I think the Masters was amazing. I think the whole story with Tiger was amazing. Yeah, I think I, I find that there's so many people out there that don't understand the the weight that Tiger pulls. I mean, I was talking to. When I was at parents' weekend, I was having a conversation. The guy said, well, you know, why do they keep showing Tiger? You know, I, he's not even, you know, he's like nine over. And I was like, well, people want to see a, a, a comeback. And right. he, and he's eyeballs on him. But, you know, Scotty Scheffner, that guy was unflappable. And he just – now, I thought it was pretty dramatic on the last hole. He, well, he ended up taking a double bogey, but he had like a four-shot lead. Um,
1: five-shot, yeah. A five-shot
2: lead at that time, at that it's, point. So, I'm thinking, okay – and I was thinking, uh, wouldn't we just see? I, I, you've seen like different movies and golf shows where a guy like five putts on a lasso. I said, let's not make this a bad movie. But uh, I, I thought it was amazing. And, and and look, the guy, the guy, as i mean, he, he was just, a, he didn't let things around him affect him. And I thought Cam Smith, the, the duel, then you had Roy McElroy and uh, your boy, uh, uh, they had a double eagle, excuse me, double birdie out of the bunker on uh, number 18 and so there's a lot of dr- drama to it, but my ass didn't move the couch much on on Sunday on Sunday Masters. I made sure I was back home from Norman so I could watch the five hours of golf.
1: It was awesome. It was incredible. It's one of the best weekends of the year. I enjoyed every second. It was cool to watch it with my son just like sitting on my lap. Nice. Like, it was just it was so so much fun um you mentioned
2: masters with your son it was awesome um
1: you and like seeing scotty like hug his parents and stuff like it just hit different for me now yeah um but uh you mentioned the you know the 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 double on 18 it two things one it's amazing that you can double the 72nd hole and win by three you know what i mean like that that is amazing
2: that's a nice little cushion right Right.
1: But so everybody thought that this Masters reminded them of Jordan's win in 2015. Jordan, of course, went on to win the U.S. Open that year. Uh, Dustin Johnson did have the collapse you're talking about. I don't know if you remember on 18 that year. Uh, he yeah. three putted on 18, which gave Jordan the title. If, jo- if Dustin just two putts there, he at least forces a playoff. Maybe that's DJ calling you. He's pissed off. I'm bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, anyway, congratulations to Scotty Scheffler, Cowboys, cryptocurrency, whatever Um, questions that we still have. I have three of them. Do you want to hear them? Do you have your own questions? Well, yeah,
2: let's let's take your questions first.
1: Okay. so these are the questions that I still have about the Cowboys offseason. Like I said, I wrote about this um, at our site. The first one, what happens if the Cowboys do not land a starting guard? In the draft, Uh, a lot of people believe that they are going to draft Kenyon Green, who went to the best Mm -hmm. school in the world, or Zion Johnson from Boston College. Uh, That would give them a plug-and-play day one starter at left guard. That makes sense, right? Like I can totally understand that. But a lot of people a year ago thought, "Oh, they're going to draft Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn," and then they got wiped out. Now, granted, they did trade back and land Micah Parsons. Nobody is upset with the way that turned out. But if they do not draft a guard, they do not have one. They have Connor McGovern at left guard, and cool, like you have a body, but that's it. That's all you have. He's not a good player. He got benched last year for Connor Williams, who went to the worst school in the world. I mean, so I like, we, we've seen them. I, I'm using this phrase loosely. We've seen them add in free agency at three spots at wide receiver in James Washington, at defensive end in Dante Fowler, and last Friday, I know you were busy, but uh, they signed a running back and really changed the world, Ryan Nall, formerly of the Chicago Bears. So they have not addressed the offensive line at all in free agency. Now, I understand tackle. Okay, you, Terrence still is going to be your right tackle with Lyle Collins gone. Fine, you have a plan there. You do not have a plan at left guard. And if they do not get one, then, I, I mean, that, w- that would be like DEFCON 1 as far as the offensive line
2: is concerned. Well, I, I think they definitely need to address that. And that's kind of the concern I had. And going into the draft, it's, it's offensive line inside. It's uh, be an edge rusher, wide receiver. I think as much as we talk about wide receiver, you cannot have enough of those guys. Um, but I think for that is a need. That is something you have to have. And and you just mentioned those two. You know those two players. You know the the you know the uh, the green zion
1: Johnson from yeah.
2: from University of Texas. This kid, how dare you? How dare you? I mean, because you're kind of, you sound a little a little surly this morning. Oh, right? I'm
1: pissed off that, like, I have to like Scotty Scheffler and he went there.
2: You know what I mean? So, that's like, a, it, that's okay. And I think, no. and I did, didn't I pick him the number one player in the world? You're right, I mean, Tony. You
1: went on, yeah. went on a big limb, picked the number one golfer in the world during well, the Masters.
2: Hey, you know, I picked John Ron for a long time. For, <laughs> you know, after a while, it's going to hit. But that's uh, true. But um, I, I, I think that that's kind of where this team's at. And I think there may be enough. Guys on the board that they can address that. Um, even uh, yeah, I, I think there's still some questions that you know, Tyler Badash in in the the, the center. I, yeah. I don't know. I think so. I think that you have to look at that position and really try to figure out the top 30 prospects you have. But accordingly to some of these mock drafts, I think the two guys that you just mentioned should be there if that's the direction they want to go.
1: I hope so. Um, I would love one of the wide receivers. I would love Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I know you saw a lot of him. Obviously, your daughter goes there. Um, I mean, and it would be a lot of, I like. I know people that are pissed off at the Joneses and and hate them and everything, but it would be kind of fun to watch them like get to draft a Razorback on the first round. Like they don't. People think they do it all the time. They've really only done it once with Felix Jones. Um, and so like that would be kind of fun. Like I would enjoy that story at least. But um, as much fun as a wide receiver would be the responsible thing to do is to draft one of these guards, but you just, they, you have to get one. That's the thing. Like if, if you're, you're sitting at 24, that's a long way to wait. Um, and if you're wiped out, man, it could be tough. So that's my first question. My second one, speaking of wide receiver, uh, because I, you know, like I said, I would love for them to draft a wide receiver in the first round. I think they will draft a receiver. I think they might even double dip uh, throughout the draft, but they could take one as high as their second round pick, but, we did a, a mock draft um, on our YouTube channel on Monday, and Connor Livesey threw out a good hypothetical uh, wondering whether or not they would trade for a veteran during the draft. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but uh, the, this offseason, the way they've approached the receiver position has felt a lot like 2018. Right after they cut Des Bryant, they went at it with that wide receiver by committee. They signed Allen Hearns, whatever. During that draft, during the 2018 NFL draft, they traded for Tavon Austin. Now, they traded for him and said that they were going to use him as a running back, which was really weird. Um, but they they did ultimately trade for him at the time. They sent a sixth-round pick uh, to the Los Angeles Rams to get Tavon. So, like, I wonder if that's lurking. Like, maybe they feel like they have four fifth-round picks. You know, so maybe they feel like, you know, on the, on the middle of day three, if they haven't, you know, satisfied or, or they they don't feel satisfied with, with the way they've drafted receivers to that point, do they find a Tavon Austin, a veteran who's on the last year of his contract, something like that, to go out and trade for somebody who a lot of people have suggested is Nikhil Harry from New England? He's on the last year of his contract, so I could see that. I mean, I do wonder if we're going to see it though.
2: I don't really think I see that this that scenario this year because I think if you if there's a veteran offensive lineman out there or someone that's still a free agent, maybe you consider pulling a trigger on that. But I think that, I think with what they have right now, uh, I, I think they're feel, I, I think they're comfortable with that. Now I may say, I say that and they may go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that they need to address the inside part of the offensive line. I think to me, without any core inside, this offense is going to struggle again, like they did last year. And, you know, that's where, that's where it starts. I think that's kind of your weakest link right now. And that doesn't set very well with an offense that, God, had so many great things going for it last year. And as we saw the last part of the season, really, really struggled.
3: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
0: You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And that's why I'm like, if they don't address the offensive line, like I'm going to be pissed. I mean, and so that's why like throw, throw your heavy resources there, but like one of your fifth round picks, I mean, you know, because they, they still need their, their top receivers right now. They, obviously, C.D. Lamb is who we expect to be like the new number one who went to the second best school in the world, to be very clear. Um, obviously, Michael Gallup. But Michael Gallup's status for the beginning of the season is, is a little bit in question. We don't know when he's going to be ready. It seems doubtful he'll be ready to go for week one. He's going to miss all of the offseason, all of training camp, all the preseason, et cetera. They signed James Washington. Cool. They have Simi Fahoko, who they drafted in the sixth round last year. They're bringing Noah Brown back. But, like, you you need, you know, people say you need three receivers. In today's NFL, you need four. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you you, you've got dudes running all over the place. And so they, they've got to get somebody. And I wouldn't be stunned if they use their second round pick on a receiver. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you just need bodies and you need veterans right now. Because right now, when Michael Gallup's not around, your only veteran presence is CD, who's going from the kid to the alpha, and James Washington, who's kind of been buried in Pittsburgh. Like, you need somebody who's kind of, so that's why, like, Nikhil Harry kind of fit that mold for me. Uh, and I'm not the first person to suggest that, but you know, he's been in New England. He's he's you know seen a lot of things. He's you know knows you know elite coaching and stuff like that. Um, and and again, like I just would be stunned if they spent all four fifth round picks. That would be weird to me. Uh, but well, they did. They picked 11 times last year, so it wouldn't be uncommon, I guess.
2: Well, I and mean, it doesn't really necessarily. I mean, you hopefully you get a percentage on all those draft picks that guys are going to make your roster. And right. I think we all get excited about the guys they draft, but realistically a lot of some of those guys aren't even going to be around and 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 much less hopefully will not not able to contribute and so i think now this is a different season coming up for dallas because you mentioned you know cd lamb which went to the best school in the united (laughs) states the harvard of the southwest that would be the university of oklahoma uh don't laugh too hard man it's a
1: similar color scheme to
2: harvard yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly uh and then, so he is going to be, as you mentioned, he's the dog. He's the guy that they're, right. he's the number one guy. You're not going to have Amari Cooper around to take some of that pressure off. You know, Dak is going to have to really decide, you know, work with the number one receiver and really kind of offset that. You don't know when, uh, you know, Gallup's going to be back, you know. So I think there's a lot of question marks there, but that's the decision they made. But to me, it even makes me more, me want to be more prone to going out and, Making sure you slide that offensive line where you can run the football, where you can utilize, where you don't have to count on, and you got to have great receivers in the National Football League. But you also got to be able to move the ball, and that comes with being able to run the ball inside and not really being, as I mentioned, being vulnerable there. And that's, I think that that's something they really need to address.
1: Uh, I'm going to move on to my final question, but I did just want to, I did want to add. They they were reportedly interested in trading for Devonte Parker. They were reportedly interested in trading for Brandon Cooks. Obviously, before Parker went to New England and, and Cooks got his new deal with the Texans. So that's just like that's where my head is at. Like they're clearly they're clearly looking under rocks, right? Like as far as trades, like for veteran wide receivers. So that's why you know. But I I mean, believe me, you you giggle and I agree. It's it's definitely worth. No, I, it I'm
2: out. not. I was just thinking about uh, Stephen Jones parody a Twitter account. I don't know if you follow that, but it sounds I, it's. It sounds, I don't. Exact, it sounds exactly what you said well they decided davante you know adams but they you know but they had to pass and it's just so yeah i'm not trying i, I give a plug for it, but it's so funny because you know it's exactly what you just said but it's oh. a Stephen jones parody account on twitter and there's people like that's really Stephen jones said like, no it's a parody account but it is I, so funny
1: anyway. i will say um so like it's been said by a lot of people that this is the most pissed off that Cowboys fans have been in a long time. Like this, this off season, Cowboys fans are really, really, really upset. I think
2: this is the most pissed off you've been since we've been working together. Right. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. Like I, because I, I'm a Cowboys fan, but like you represent the people, man. Well, on the subject of representation, the face of the of like anger that people have is directed at Stephen. It's not directed at Jerry. Like for, as far as the football failures are concerned, people direct those at like this is this is like if anyone within the organization has like seen their stock plummet again it, just relative to football productions it's steven people hate steven
2: so they i mean, finally found someone to deflect that from from jerry now it's his son so yeah
1: but That's, but because steven is the one who had like you just you know the parody account is a good example like steven's the one who has to go on the radio has so far in
2: front of cameras
1: has to be like, you know, we did our due diligence and then he's a great football player, but you know, well, we, we had, had the past
2: because we, you know, we just did not want to offer that much money.
1: Right. Well, but he's, he's got, yeah. his like, he's got his little sayings to be like, you know, there's, there's only so much pie. And, and, you know, the, the, and he, he always, he loves to be like, you know, the, the national football league is so competitive and, you know, you, you gotta be a great team and, and there are some great teams in our league and, and we believe we're <laughs> one of them, you know, like he, he loves to speak like that. Um, so shout out to Steven Jones. Um, Okay. uh, Last of of my questions. Uh, This one's a little bit fun, but I think it's important. What is the most random position that the Cowboys could spend a draft pick on? Um, So we've sat here. We've said, okay, they need to address the offensive line. Definitely address the interior. Obviously, I don't think we would be stunned if they took a center ESPN had them taking Tyler Linderbaum, the Iowa center in the first round. Mm -hmm. I think that's unlikely, but still possible. I think they'll probably draft a tackle at a certain point. I think they're definitely going to draft a tight end because they're going to prepare for life beyond Dalton Schultz. I think they're going to draft a running back because they're going to, this is a contract year for Tony Pollard and they can get out of Zeke's deal next year. So they're probably going to set themselves up. Um, I mean, not going to be shocker if they addressed either the interior or edge rush part of the defensive line. Definitely not a shocker. If they draft a linebacker, they need depth. You always need defensive backs, whether corners or safeties, whatever, even a kicker. Like, you know, everybody loves speaking of terrible schools. uh, Cameron Dicker Uh from from the University of Texas. Like they need a kicker. They do not have one right now. They do. They did resign Brian Anger. So my estimation that the most random position they could spend a draft pick on, Tony, is quarterback, Um, although I would love that personally. Not that I don't believe in Dak, but I worry that the team saw Cooper Rush win that one game last year and that they're like, we're good. We, you know, we, we don't, we don't need to address QB two. Like, and I don't want to take anything away from Cooper Rush. That was a fun night. It was awesome. All credit in the world to him for winning that game, but he did not light the world on fire. You know, like like you cannot, you cannot catch that lightning again in a bottle. Like you did that one night in Minnesota. If you have to rely on him, we saw last year that Dak is starting to, you know, experience a little bit of wear and tear. You have to have a legitimate backup quarterback option because you never know when that person is going to be called upon i'm not saying that a sixth or seventh round draft pick is that guy but i'm not opposed to you know bring it like out with ben DiNucci in with the new project always have like a young qb3 that you're working on and tailoring in the event of needing them in the future
2: uh so probably no you don't go down the path of the red rifle you 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 wouldn't want to get another an andy dalton you spend and we saw how that worked out i actually
1: that's my favorite type of backup quarterback i love that I, and i loved that signing when it happened i don't know if you remember that because the best oh, i remember it i remember well, how the best-
2: it, it, didn't, it didn't work out very well it may be just because we were, they were it, so bad up front but it didn't it, did it work didn't
1: work out. out because he had to like andy dalton was never going to be able to be a starter for an entire season That but, but that was the
2: first COVID season too it was right kind of, yeah yeah but
1: but that's like if if my starter has to miss a game or like or a month or whatever that's the guy I want, a youngish, you know, 30-something guy, whatever, that has started a lot of games in the NFL, that has experienced things. Last year, I wanted Mitchell Trubisky for that. Again, I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky is a great quarterback, but he was a young guy. There's talent there. He's he's seen it. He's done it. Unlike Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is, has been in the NFL since 2017 and has started one game You know, like last year, I said that same thing about Gardner Minshew. Like that, that's my favorite type of backup quarterback, because if they have to start a game for you for whatever emergency reason, at least they have experience doing that. So I loved the Dalton signing. It was never going to work once he had to be like the real starter. That was unfortunate.
2: Well, and if you're mentioning something like Gardner Minshew, you're you're talking about a guy you'd have to have to, you know, trade for or, or sign and as a free agent to be able to bring somebody in like that. Now, I'm more prone. You mentioned Cameron Dicker, which you know, I hate to say it. I, I, it'd be hard for me to, you know, I, you know since he is uh, kind of from the enemy when it comes to University of Texas. I and mean, he, I think he actually won a game for them. I think it was three, his freshman year. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that the Cowboys, considering their history with Greg Zerline, if he's available, that would be you – know, to me, I, I have no problem with them using a pick to draft someone like him. Right. So that would kind of, that would be my and I read it in some mock drafts and I started thinking about it. it's like, well, you might as well use someone like that and you know, develop someone and bring a young young gun in. And what do you got to lose? So I, that would be probably my pick that I would say that people may be a little bit unexpected that they may even pick a little higher than expected. If that makes sense, it'd be a, on a kicker.
1: You know, people say all the time, like, cause we are talking about the like, subject of randomness. People will be like, oh, you only spend a seventh round pick on a kicker or like, I mean, one of the greatest kickers in Cowboys history, Dan Bailey, was an undrafted free agent. And yeah. so people say like, wait until undrafted free agency, whatever, blah, blah. But if like, if you, if you have a guy, you like him, like, again, you have four fifth round picks. If you're, if you're not going to trade, one, like use one, you know what I mean? Like if you really believe that that, like, I think that people, we like people laugh and they say like, Oh, it's kickers and punters and whatever that whoever your kicker is, that dude is responsible for scoring points. Like that is yeah. such an important position. We saw Greg Zerline cost the Cowboys over and over and over again last year. It is such a valuable thing to, or it's such a, like, a, at least comforting thing to know, like, okay, it's third and seven on the 38 yard line. If we don't get this, we can send out Dicker, the kicker in and we'll be good to go. Um, So I, I would love it if that happened. I just, you know, I wonder because they, when's the last time they did something that we loved?
2: <laughs> we're going to find out on that uh, what tomorrow we'll see we'll see what the the business needs is
1: that's true okay so last <laughs> b- right before we leave official like get your prediction in i'm i'm putting my my vote bo- or vote or ballot or whatever on cryptocurrency that's that's my official prediction
2: uh i'm gonna go with uh announcement for a big fight big
1: fight at it yeah i could see that yeah. that that makes yeah. a lot of sense
2: yeah i i or maybe I know Garth Brooks is – well, that's already been announced. He's going to actually – Garth Brooks is at, doing another farewell tour? What? At at <laughs> Stadium. But that's already been announced. I. But it's going to be something in the entertainment business, which which, uh, which I, I, I think the perception – when they mention, like, crypto, doesn't you think that's really going to just get to the Cowboy fans? Because there goes Jerry talking about money and nothing in, about football. And I think some people that rubs in the wrong way. But I, I'm going to go with the promoter – of a, a major major fighting event
1: i actually am going to change my pick to wait, uh, wait. well no because because okay. i thought about it because the, the special vip guests is what's important you like that's an important clue yeah, because right. like there's no like okay fine you can have like the founders of the currency or whatever like if, if you're gonna you know do some crypto thing but like the special vip guests just that, that's the fighters right like the fighters and the handlers and everything like and, and the agents like you can see them up there and and Jerry like you know standing in the middle of them and they put they all put their fists up and stuff like that like so you you have to figure like play with who are the the special VIP guests going to be I could definitely that that makes the most sense to me Or maybe
2: Garth another announcement an official announcement of Garth Brooks I don't know but I know there's a lot Yeah of 9 farewell
1: tours is not enough for the hey, man
2: but if you're getting paid and you're selling out why not And by the way I've seen him and he is in his 50s but that dude man he can perform brother you're talking about energy from two and a half hours. Hey, he made me tired watching him.
1: Nice. Well, um, maybe it'll be that. Maybe Garth Brooks will be a part of the, uh, the press conference, and they'll ask Garth Brooks, who the Cowboys should draft at maybe 24. Maybe it'll be the
2: last dance for him. <laughs>
1: maybe so. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today. Uh, shout out to Texas A&M and the University of Oklahoma, not to the University of Texas. Uh, Tony, glad to see you are recuperated from your fun weekend in Norman. Um, everybody, we will be back next Tuesday with another edition of the seven five Oh, but thanks for hanging out this week. This was the seven five Oh.